This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, we are going to get started, and I am so, so excited to introduce you to my mentor, my coach, um, and even more so my friends now, Bill Brennan. Bill, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, it's a pleasure to join you. Thanks for having me. So I talk all the time um, about building a mindset and, and leadership development and how we can continue to show up as the best version of ourselves. And, and Bill, I've actually referenced several things that you've shared with me over the years on this podcast. Um, and so it, it just means the world to me that you would be able to be here because a lot of the ways of thinking that I've developed in myself as, a, as an individual and as a professional have come from the profound influence that you've had over my life. So before we get too far, I just want to take this time to publicly share, which I know I've done numerous times, um, but to people all around the world and say thank you to you for taking such a vested interest in my life and my growth and my development and just being that person um, over the last 12 years who I've been able to call to just help me navigate ways to grow myself and, and to show up um, and deliver when it matters, whether that be interviews or whether that be um, you know new jobs and new roles and growth in those. So thank you, thank you, thank you, because I certainly wouldn't be the person and professional that I am today without you. Oh, you're very welcome. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you on your journey, and I know that you're going to do the same thing for other people. So we're, we're all in this together, and uh, I, really, I really enjoyed walking along with you on this portion of your journey. All right. So absolutely, Bill. We've we've gone through a lot together. 12 years is a long time to be close with somebody. And so we have a lot of great memories and and have so much fun together. Um, But today I I want other people to be able to hear your voice and your influence. And I know that you've not met all these people out in the world, but um, those of us that have been on this podcast journey together, we sort of feel like we've, we know one another and um, have, have, I've been in their ear for the last five seasons, if you will. And so to be able to put you in their ear means a lot to me because again, I, I know how transformative it is. So I want to start just high level. I mean, we, we've heard your bio and all of the incredible things that, that you've done and have experienced. And so, so throughout the course of that, right, whether it be, you know, a, a two-time captain for your starter at a division one school for basketball, or whether it be as a senior associate for the Mendoza College of Business at the University of Notre Dame, or now in your role as the executive vice president and chief human resources officer for the dairy industry and, and world. What are some of those mindsets or patterned ways of thinking that you know have impacted and allowed you to show up and execute in all of those different areas? Yeah, I think, I think first and foremost, fundamentally, all of us need to look at things through the lens of we're an individual person and we're proud of the talents and capabilities and experiences and backgrounds that we bring the Amber. But I think it's really important to understand that no matter how talented we are, that 
our ability to affect things and, and make positive change in the world is limited um, by you know, ourselves in the sense that we're only one person. And you're always going to have a greater impact and be able to affect the kind of uh, life that you want to have and have for others in the world through other people. So um, if you're not going to engage with other people, if you're not going to incorporate other people into whatever endeavors you're working on, if you think that your brain is just big enough to do it by itself, that old adage, two brains are bigger than one, um, you know, you're, you're just making a mistake. Um, so I think first and foremost, it's, it's about, um, you know, recognizing you're just a very small part of the ecosystem here and being humble in that regard. Um, I think, you know, leadership at its fundamental is about a few, few different things. One of them is humility. And then you should start with that humility. Um, another thing, uh, you know, when, humility, by the way, is a mindset. So you talked about mindset. Second mindset is to be confident. Uh, confidence is critically important. And <clears throat> confidence does not mean that you're not going to have obstacles. You're not going to have challenges. You're not going to have difficulties in figuring thing, certain things out. But it's a belief that you will be able to figure them out. You will be able to navigate um, through those areas. I think another thing, uh, another element to me, which is important in leadership, is a willingness to admit the things that you don't know. And, you know, that's, that's fine. That's part of being a leader. If you pretend that you know everything or trying to project that you know everything, um, that's, that's truly not leadership. That's arrogance and um, playing pretend. Um, and I think there's two other things that are highly important as a leader. One is to have courage. Um, and have courage to make difficult decisions. Um, that's about leadership and that you don't, you don't feel failure along the way. You're making a decision and you're going with it. You're not getting caught up in paralysis by analysis. And the last thing is uh, caring and caring as much about the people as you do the results. So getting the results the right way does not mean leaving a, uh, a pathway of um, destruction in your wake on your way to the top of the mountain. So um, I really think that, uh, you know, starting with understanding that you're not going to do it alone, you can't do as much alone, and knowing some of those, you know, sort of fundamental pillars of leadership um, and having those, those mindsets, uh, possessing those is, is really important. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, the, the humility piece, that courage piece. Have you have you read or watched anything from Dr. Brene Brown? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're uh, just starting to get into some of her stuff. Um, Aaron and I watched her special on Netflix the other day. So if you haven't checked that out, everybody, Dr. Brene Brown on Netflix, she's got a new thing out, but she talks about uh, vulnerability-based courage and, and what really showing up courageous is. And that's the willingness to experience um, uncertainty, risks, or emotional exposure. You know, And I think that that is such a critical element to great leadership and great influence. Um, and Bill, I think that that's what has made our 
relationships so powerful in my life is that, you know, every time we would sit together or talk, I mean, it was just, there's uncertainty about my future. There's risk involved in some of the decisions and there's an, there was an emotional exposure on both ends to really dive into things that can help take a person to another level. So, you know, I, I love that sort of understanding of what, what courage is. The other thing that I think was so powerful about, um, your, our work together and, and our friendship in general is just, you have a profound way of thinking like in models and sort of systems and how things are all connected. Can you share your thoughts or beliefs around how, when people are processing decisions, whether that be to trans, uh, to, to, to transfer industries or to go into a new role, um, why you think that approach is so helpful for people in their decision-making process? Yeah, I, th- I think it's um, helpful for people for a number of reasons, Amber. And one of them is that um, people like structures, people like routines, people like pathways. If you showed a classroom full of students an opportunity to go from one end of a piece of paper to another, um, by drawing a straight line, and we all know that from class, you know, the shortest distance between those uh, two points is a straight line, and you showed that pathway or you showed a zigzag, most people are going to say, oh, of course I'm going to use the straight line. It's more efficient. It gets me there quicker, all this kind of thing. But they're not taking into account all that you learn out there on the outskirts as you're zigging and zagging back and forth. So that sort of people say life is a journey. That experience sort of really matters. Um, but I think I think that uh, people like models because they like structure. They're trying to bring some sense of order to something. They are trying to, um, you know, build build confidence um, along the way, and um, and you know, sort of um, uh, have uh, you know, sort of a structured, uh, supportive way to go on that on that pathway. So I think um, in, in my work with other people in particular, and I, and I would say this, I'm going to say this very broadly, Amber and, and your listeners, I think it really doesn't make much difference whether you're uh, a teammate or a coach or a leader or a boss or a colleague or mentor or educator, any of that kind of thing, the, the, any of those types of roles, the types of things that you know, we're going to talk about here tonight I think are equally applicable across those areas. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that, um, I think that, you know, some of the techniques that I've always seen that have worked not only in myself, but that, that I've tried to, in, uh, encumber in other people are to, uh, encourage that person to, to show belief in them, to help build confidence, um, to show support, um, that you're there with them, that you'll help them and walk along the journey with them um, to show a vision that you can get to some sort of outcome over here on the other side once you go through this, and to show some techniques and methodologies that um, put some put some um, uh, structure or um, or you know, landing spots for people to land on as, as sort of comfort zones along the way. Um, you know, th- those would be four things that I would say that I always try to bring to an equation with other people when I'm engaging with them, no matter what kind of role I'm playing. So uh, I, I think that p- 
people are really receptive to those things um, because, you know, Teddy Roosevelt said, people don't know, people, excuse me, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And by uh, showing encouragement, showing support, showing a vision, and showing some methodologies that may, they might not know, um, you know, that really helps them. I think the other thing, too, is trust. And there's all kinds of different trust models out there. Um, I, I use two of them very frequently. The first one has three components to it. One is um, that, you know, there's um, competency. Is this person going to be able to do what they say they're going to be able to do when I'm working with other people and they're, and they're looking at me? Can I show them that I'm capable of doing what I'm saying? The second is empathy. Do I care about them? Or my self-centered, sort of egotistical kind of person that we have all encountered in life. And the third one is um, values. You know, do my values and, and how I look at life and how I look at people match up with yours? So that's one model that I think is pretty simple, pretty straightforward. The other one is a little bit more formulaic or you know, probably back to algebra. But it goes a little something like this. T equals C plus R plus I. And then the denominator, uh, de denominator rather, it is a, um, it is a SI. So T equals trust. C, on the other side of the equal sign, C represents credibility. Plus sign R represents reliability. Plus sign I, which represents intimacy, which means you sort of let your hair down and let somebody into the challenges in your life. So all those things are positives that build up trust. But the, the denominator, as we know, in an algebraic uh, formula actually tears down the overall value. In this case, that stands for SI, and that stands for self-interest. So credibility plus reliability plus really letting somebody in in intimate ways of your struggles are all great in building up trust. But if that person even senses the smallest whiff of, of, of a scent that says, you're just looking out for yourself here, that kills all trust. So I think establishing trust with people is really Oh my gosh, wait, stop, Bill. Everybody, are you taking notes? This is why I love this man. I've got my pen and paper over here and I'm like, this is awesome. I'm using this with my team this week. I just love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is <laughs> you get me all jacked up when I get excited hearing this stuff. That is so good. Yeah. I think the other thing too is, you know, if you're if you're a if you're a um if you're a, a boss or even a colleague. You know, before you engage with somebody, I, I was talking with an airline pilot. Or, you know, I fly a lot for my work. And I was trying, trying talking to an airline pilot. And this guy had flown in the Navy for like 20 years, and I was a commercial pilot. And I was asking him questions just like, hey, when you guys come in to land, how fast are you going? Because I watch planes out my window while they land at the airport here at O'Hare. And, and I've been told 125 miles an hour to 175 miles an hour. And I was pressing this guy, and I said, hey, how fast are you, are you guys landing when you're coming in? And he said, all landings are unique. And I said, no, 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 on average, how fast are you going? And he said, all landings are unique of themselves. And, you know, he, we started talking about it, and he said, it depends on the weather condition, depends on the aircraft that you're on. Depends on the runway, depends how, how many times you've landed there before. 
the wind, the crosswind, the amount of humidity in the air, the weather conditions like rain or headwind or tailwind or all that. And he said, all, all landings are unique of themselves. And I started thinking about that and I was comparing it to what they say about great performers like actors and singers and performers. And they say the real great ones put pressure on themselves to the point where like that performance by, you know, some great singer that like, you know, Bing Crosby or Frank Sinatra, something like it was an entity all to itself. They never took anything for granted. So they ended up giving people the best that night. And if you really think about it, Amber, I think what's interesting about that is all landings are unique. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, so is every relationship that you have in your life with everybody you encounter at any point in time. And just because you've known somebody for a long time or just because you've worked somebody for a long time doesn't mean that on that particular day, that's not its own unique landing. And we should look at those kind of work relationships or interactions that way. Yeah, that's really profound, right? Because I think that you know, even if you just look at our our relationship, I mean, I'm a very different person now than that first year I met you as a little freshman soccer player at Notre Dame when I popped my head in your office and randomly said hello um, to now. And I think that that's been one of the things that I've appreciated. I mean, I mean, Jews, I've said that five times tonight already, but one of the things I've so appreciated is that you've let me grow over the years, you know, and that every interaction we have is really based on that current state of where I'm at, where you're at, where our lives have intersected in that season. Um, and I think that's a, that's such a great way to come alongside of people, right? As a friend, as a leader, as, um, in, in a, in an intimate relationship with your spouse, like, you know, every interaction is a little bit unique based on where that person is. And that doesn't mean it's a bad thing, right? That simply means that, hey, the weather's different that day. So we have to make an adjustment to make sure that the landing is successful, to make sure that that interaction and that moment with that person is successful um, because it matters. You know, every interaction that we have the opportunity to have matters because like you referenced to those singers, who knows when it's going to be the last one, right? And is that person getting the best best side of you? Um, man, just always forcing me to think, think better and be better, Bill. I love it. <laughs> I love it. What are some, what, what are some of the other things that you've been thinking about recently or situations or scenarios that have seemingly come up a lot in the work that you're doing, um, that you found impactful and in, in what you're thinking about and how you're showing up every day? Yeah, I, th I think the first thing that I would respond to that is Amber, Amber is, um, make sure that everything that I go into, whether it's a meeting with a large group of people, whether it's a uh, sort of brushing interaction in the hall with somebody, or somebody's asking for just a couple minutes of my time, or it's going to be a half a day meeting or a larger meeting, is making sure that my personal mindset is right before I engage with somebody, making sure I'm in a solid space so that I'm truly present fully in the room and truly ready to engage <clears throat> so I think that I think that's really important um, you know first of all to make sure you're there because business and life is so busy and so active and people are trying to do so many things at the same time and if you're trying to do that you're not really present and people deserve your best you know um, I, I'm not sitting here with the computer open Tonight, surfing the web as we're talking, 
I'm sitting here just listening to you and responding. And, um, you know, I think, I think for all of us, that's really important. The other thing is <clears throat> there's an old saying in education, which is a little bit off here, but I'm going to try and apply it in a way that makes sense. Um, when the teacher is ready, excuse me, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right. And that is to, um, mean that you have to understand the environment you're in. You have to understand um, where that person is, is truly coming from that day, what level of confidence they have that day. If they're coming to you with a question or they want input or advice or help or whatever. And I believe that what Stephen Covey made famous again in the 80s, that phrase, seek first to understand, comma, then to be understood, which was really came from St. Francis of Assisi is, is very, very important. So um, being ready to engage with people in the right mindset with full attention and understanding where they are coming from in that situation and, and what kind of help they need before you engage them even. So some people might view that as passive. I like view that as the athlete doing the hard workouts to get you ready to compete in a game game ready um, by taking that approach um, but fundamentally I don't think you can I don't think you can um, can really uh, perform at your best in terms of helping and assisting and encouraging and challenging and getting the best out of other people unless you do those um, you take that type of approach yeah that's awesome how about um culture transformation, Bill? I know that you've done a lot of work in that space over the years. Um, what are some of the things that as people are navigating cultural transformation that you found important for them to think about and to process and to, to do or be in that moment? Well, I think, I think yeah, it's a great question. And, um, you know, culture is determined by people, not by anybody else. Um, an organization can put on its website that it has this culture and that culture. People are the culture. And everybody owns the culture. Yes, it can be set and directionally from the top, and I think that's really important that good leaders would do that. But um, everybody, everybody owns culture. So from the lowest level person in the organization to the highest level person, um, you know, everybody buying into what your culture can and could be, um, I think is, is really, really an important step. And if you look at back to the Apollo era, when John Kennedy challenged our country to put a man into space and land him on the moon safely and then return him to the earth safely, um, there was a, a famous story about people going down to meet with the uh, scientists that were working on this and interviewing people and, and learning from them on such a large scale endeavor, um, you know, what was their what was their thinking? What was their mindset? What was the culture? And at one point, they interviewed the janitor who was literally cleaning the bathrooms and said, to "You and what are you doing here?" And he said, "I'm working to put a man on the moon." Right? And and uh, I mean, think about that. Not like the lead scientist, not like the head of NASA. The janitor is fully committed to putting a man on the moon. Uh, you know, so you have a vision, and everybody understands what that vision is, uh, what you're trying to accomplish. Um, one of the other key elements is people understanding how 
the work that they are contributing contributes to that overall, you know, vision or mission. And then, you know, people, of course, need to be properly trained and they also need to be appreciated and respected and rewarded for their contributions. But I think that, um, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, creating a vision that people can go after, um, that, that's something that's better, something that's bigger, something that's improved is really, really important. And then showing people how they are, how they are contributing to that. This work that you're doing here, you might see that it's just this little thing over here. It's moving this from here to there, moving these papers or these reports from here to here. It's really not. Here's how it's contributing to this larger um, work that we're trying to uh, work on and develop together into a huge success. Um, so I, th I think I think that's really important. I think um, praising people. I was just talking to somebody this evening and said, how often do people thank each other? Probably not very often. Probably not as often as we should. To truly say, hey, thanks for doing that. And then on top of that, when they see really good work, how often are they calling out sort of those gold star on your paper moments and saying, hey, you know what? That was really great work. I am thoroughly impressed with that. You know, that's awesome what you just did there. Some people will go as far as saying, you know, I couldn't do what you just did. Others will never say anything. So you can see how these things like having a vision, showing people how their work is contributing to that vision, um, and thanking people and calling out really good work are positives that can be sort of self-feeding in cultivating a, a proper culture. Yeah, I love that. That is, that's awesome. Um, you know, and again, making sure all those things are connected and aligned and and how that can just help streamline things too. You know, so it's like you're going to have a culture one way or another, whether that's positive or negative or just confused um, or, or you know, disconnected. And I think that thinking through each one of those things, vision, people's purpose within manifesting that vision, setting those goals and ensuring people are equipped to actually accomplish them. And then that recognition celebration process along the way is all really connected so that, you know, we're rowing the boat forward faster. And I, I love that. That's a that's an awesome, again, another simple little model to think through if you're working on building and sustaining a great culture in your organization or team. Um, those are some simple things I think that can help help do that. So thanks for sharing that. That's really awesome. Yeah, of course. All right, Bill. Well, we are coming up on time here. I could I could just talk to you forever, um, but I, I want to leave our listeners with some mindset training from from your mouth that they think they that we can all be doing um, to continue to build our own mindset for execution. Yeah, sure. So I think I think um, one of the things that uh, is really um, important in, in mindset training is to um, first of all take care of yourself. Right. So um, I think, you know, one of the things that I say to people when you're looking for a job, and I'll use that as an example, you should do three things every day. Number one, get up and work at finding the job. Number two, um, work out every day. Keep yourself fit. Keep your mind, you know, in positivity and um, burn off stress and that kind of thing. And the third one, which most people don't think of, do something nice for somebody else. So, um, you know, as, as people are um, doing something for somebody else that's po positive and kind, they're not thinking about themselves. So I think a lot of mindset um, and, and positive production that can come out of a positive mindset starts with being committed, 
and working hard and all those kinds of things, but it's not about self. It's about something for greater good. It's about doing something for other people. So whether you reflect on that with counting your blessings every day, whether you pray, whatever those things that, that um, would bring it out of the lens of just looking at the mirror at yourself, I think is really important to a positive mindset. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us. Hopefully everybody uh, was able to take a ton out of this and just again, continue to build your mindset and think through who you are, where you're going and how you can show up as the best version of yourself. Bill, again, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Thank you for being a huge part of my life. And thank you for now um, being able to pour in and to contribute to all of the incredible listeners that we have around the world listening to this podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be here.